Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. How many days are you gonna wait before you tired and knock down? How many days is it gonna take to decide to walk away now? And welcome back to the 90 Day Fiance Wrap Up Podcast. We're here today to catch up on 90 Day Fiance Season 10, Episodes 9 and 10 in one episode. We got a doubleheader here for you. It should be a good time. I'm very excited to break things down once more. I'm, of course, your host and conductor of the Hot Mess Express, Puyas and McKeely, ready to go here. And with me is my co-pilot on the Mass Singer Wrap Up. But more importantly, my co-pilot in all things life. It is the lovely. The incredible Liana Boris. Liana, how are you doing today? That's me. Uh, I am doing fine. It's been a sick, a sick couple weeks and not in like a, oh, dude, that was so sick. More just like a <laughs> kind of sick way in our household. And I'm hopefully we're at the end of it. We'll see. But if anything is going to cure my sniffles, it's talking about 90 Day Fiance. Yeah, we um, are both very excited to be back and to yeah. do all of this. Um, I have been so I was away last week and then I was under the weather over the weekend, which is why we weren't able to record 90 Day Fiance's episode nine separately. 
But hey, we're going to do a double feature. It'll be fun. I think there's lots of fun things to talk about here. Just before we kick off, though, this will be the only 90 day episode this week. Uh, the other way is in the middle of tell all season. And myself and Sasha Joseph, we're going to get on to talk about this last two episodes, only to realize if there's only one more tell all episode, let's just hold off and do a triple. So next week, we'll be talking all things 90 day fiancés the other way. But for now, let's focus on the destination that is 90 day fiancé season 10. Liana, we did get to talk to you about 90 day season 10 earlier in the season. What have your overarching thoughts been on the rest of the season so far? Uh, yeah, I remember because I was like, bring me closet mom. <laughs> and now I have closet mom and I'm like, take them away from me. <laughs> I don't want to talk about them anymore. Uh, no, I look, it's been, um, it's been an interesting season because it almost feels like Gino and Jasmine are like the best, most stable couple in, <laughs> in the <laughs> whole cast, which is saying quite a bit given everything that we know that Gino and Jasmine have been through. But there's a lot of really weird and also very interesting situations, in my opinion. I think we have a really unique subset and variety of types of couples. And so I think that that's what made this season intriguing to me because it doesn't feel like necessarily as cookie cutter per se is what we've seen in the past but obviously you know there's a lot of things in common but it just uh yeah it feels a little bit different a little bit fresh yeah i would say so i have been enjoying this season so far it's been fun there are definitely couples which we'll get to that i just nothing really um yeah but for the most part it's been an enjoyable experience yeah, uh, yeah, it's been a fresh, I would say frustrated is probably the most emotion that I felt. I haven't felt a lot of like, oh, that's so cute. I felt a more just like, oh, my God, you guys are so annoying. But yeah. makes reality TV fun. Yeah, it's the highs and lows, the roller coaster that is reality TV that we're all here for. It's all about mm -hmm. the journey and sometimes the destination. Yeah. Is it Miami? Is that the destination? That'd be a fun, fun destination. Hey, be warm. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Are you going to strip as soon as we get to the airport? You know me. I will not be wearing anything <laughs> already. Okay. <laughs> I think you're going to get kicked off the flight. No, no, I wouldn't do that. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> okay. So once you leave the gate, then once you deplane. How about we keep that between us as a couple? I'm just curious. I don't even know the answer. <laughs> no one does. And that's what makes it great. Well, Liana, let's start with that couple then. Let's go to Gino and Jasmine, our one returning couple of the season, who I had a bit of whiplash with through watching two episodes because we open up episode nine on 80 days to wed. And then on episode 10, we're at 49 days to wed. We just skipped a full month in their story. But that's what I'm saying. They're the most stable couple we have. Mm -hmm. Nothing is going on. Like they're learning to live together. And I mean, obviously there's, you know, still some drama that we're seeing here, but like they've already, it feels like been through so much together and still feel committed to one another. And I think that that says a lot about their resilience when it comes to the relationship that they do like genuinely want to make it work. Not that there aren't things that they do. Gino lying about your bachelor party. You know, not that they're not doing things that upset one another, but like clearly they're committed to each other. So I'm not surprised that we get this like gap of kind of nothing. Yeah. So the last time we had checked in on them, we had that the uh, shoe dropping on Gino having had a bachelor party the day before Jasmine arrives at a strip club. 
that he just did not say anything about who then when confronted had no good answers because Gino's awful at confrontation. Yeah. Okay. All right. So here's the thing. Like, you're going to lie. Obviously, like, you lied about it because you felt that she would be upset about it. Okay? Bad practice. But also, in general, if you're trying to get away with a lie, you lied about something that, like, a bunch of people were at. And, like, all your family was there (laughs) and, like, knew about that you were having. So it's not like, oh, Gino, like, snuck a cheeky extra, like, you know, Sunday or whatever. Like, he ate some ice cream. Like, no, this isn't something that you hid from a bunch of people. Like, it was so visible. It was so out there. Like, what were your long-term expectations in terms of that not coming out? Like, did you think she would just never find out? Like, of course, she's going to be more upset when she finds out. To me, it's just naive to feel like you can get away with this because the reality is he probably didn't think he can get away with it, Liana, because you think about the fact that there's a camera crew there and we have footage that we have now seen of him getting a lap dance from a Mm -hmm. stripper. So in what world did he think she wouldn't find out? To me, this is classic Gino just snooze alarming and saying this is future Gino's problem. But uh, it's going to get worse before it gets better for sure. I mean, I think that it's the whole ask for forgiveness, not permission type of situation. Like, clearly it's something he knew she wouldn't approve of. So he chose to do it anyway because he wanted to do it regardless of what her opinion was. Like, instead of having the conversation of like, look, this is something really important to me. I don't I guess I don't know the one clip that they showed is just so funny because it's like Gino playing her butt like bongos like what was the (laughs) what were the butt bongos why is that a 90 day memory that I have I feel like Ari and Biniam did Biniam play someone's butt like a bongo yes in his dance routine I think or something (laughs) of the sort Okay, so Gino's doing his best Binium but bongo dance or whatever. (laughs) And like, okay, fine. You want to like go smack some butts? Like, fine, that's fine. I'm fine with that. But Jasmine clearly is not. And so you're going to have to deal with this. Uh, It's obviously not a great way to have a relationship, but like, what Gino going to Gino? Here's the thing. I'm with you. Because so obviously he was hanging out with cousin Dana and they talked about this, uh, the whole thing with the bachelor party. And he's like, yeah, cousin Dana brought up some good points. And we see a flashback of cousin Dana saying, you understand it's not about the bachelor party. It's yeah. about you being honest. Yes. And then he says, well, I should have been honest. And I'm sorry about that. And then she's like, that's fine. Okay. But then why did you have to see half naked women? And again, Gino, he shows a bit of remorse. And then he immediately claps back. Because when asked, when confronted about this, Gino says, well, it's kind. Of, it's it's normal for people in my country. It's part of the culture, part of the tradition. <laughs> that is not the defense you need right now. But see, that's the thing. Like, I think he knew that telling her, like, he knew he should tell her, but he mm-hmm. would say no if he asked for it. So instead of doing that, like, he wanted to do it and made the ultimate decision that the least amount of waves will be if I just do it and then she finds out afterwards. Like that was, a, I believe that that was a conscious choice on his part mm-hmm. because they were just ne- like, I feel like Jasmine was never going to let him do it. Right. No, no yeah, shot. Exactly. 
Yeah, exactly. So Gina wanted to do it. So it's better for him to feign ignorance about the situation and be like, oh, yeah, a whoopsie poopsie. Like I should have told you. (laughs) You would say whoopsie poopsie, too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. He's he's such a funny human being, like watching him navigate the universe. Anyway, it was on purpose. I'm telling you. Well, she also had the uh, had the butt procedure and did the same approach where she was like, Nah, I'm just not going to tell him. He's not going to be yeah. into it. <laughs> I guess that's so, like, that's the way that they communicate. That's what they've established. It's part of their couple's culture. <laughs> yeah. Like, all right. Well, fine. Sure. Just keep doing things that annoy each other. As long as I don't have to hear about the beast again. <laughs> the beast? Yeah, that was Gino's name. Oh, his bowling, bowling name. Yeah. So <laughs> a very fun bowling update this episode uh, of the recap because we got two bowling updates A lot of bowling. Here. Yeah. <laughs> Akiva somewhere salivating at the idea of bowling right now. So he wants to make things better and he wants them to focus on being them and having a good time. So he takes her bowling. Now, I'm not dating Jasmine. I could tell you that bowling is not Jasmine's vibe at all. Yet here we are. She says it smells weird. Assuming it's all the used shoes that they've got going on. And then Gino's like, well, do you have a food menu? And they're like, yeah, so we got, you know, these pizzas here. And then there's these drinks and stuff. <laughs> and then he proceeds to order like no one I've ever seen. No one's ordering like this off the dome. He didn't need a menu. He was just making conversation. He's like, yeah, I'm going to get the fries and the pretzels and beer and nachos. Did he? OK, and this this is important for the food conversation. Did he have a bowling glove? No, did no, I don't think so. Really? Okay, because I thought he had a bowling glove because I think that this is something that Gino does frequently. So he knew his order. Like, because he didn't even really look. Like he just he listed like four things just straight off the dome. Mm-hmm. I I think again, if the bowling glove <laughs> is real, then I believe that this is like a Gino special. Like he frequents the bowling alley, which is fine. Have your hobbies. Love that for you. So that's why he knew that that was the food order that well, he wanted to have. The thing is, these were pretty standard bowling options. You know, it's not like um, so. nachos. Are, yeah. I mean, pre- pretzels, I feel like you have to know they're, they're there to ask for. But then I feel like nachos and fries are pretty standard for most bowling alleys. Yeah, I'm, I'm like looking at footage hot, right hot. now. He's got yeah. something. He's holding a thing in his hand that could be like a wrist brace, like a bowling wrist brace. Potentially. Yeah, okay, I thought he had something in his hand, but then like his shirt was like him colored, and then also the his outfit's atrocious for for this bowling session. He's wearing like a pink patterned shirt uh, that has a he's a black tee underneath, but then a gray fedora. Yeah. And then and then tan khakis. <laughs> like, there's yeah, so much going tough. on. Yeah, it's tough to okay, maybe he doesn't. It's tough to tell because his shirt, his hand, and what I thought was the glove are all like the same color. Yeah. No, <laughs> legally he's not allowed to own his own glove or his own ball or his own shoes because when she says how much the score was at the end, mm-hmm. I couldn't believe it. Liana, their score ended 41 to 34. Hmm. Yeah, I saw that, but that's because um, they didn't even finish. They only played three frames. Nah, they must have finished, right? No, they didn't. I'm literally looking at it right now. They didn't finish the game, and they got an error that was like, you're playing too slow, and they kicked them off the lane. 
<laughs> but Gino, Gino got Gino got um oh no, Gino actually okay, never mind. Worse. I take this back. If Gino <laughs> well, he got a spare, then he rolled zeros and then a seven. Oof. Um so like if if this is his hobby, maybe he should um consider a different one. <laughs> I think Jasmine clocked him when she said that she thinks that people use bowling as an excuse to eat fried foods. I think his hobby is the snacks. His hobby isn't bowling. Which Yeah, he just really likes the nachos. Yeah. Bowling is a fun activity because you can do what you might deem as sport, but then also eat, which can be your own sport. I like bowling. I enjoy bowling too. I enjoy proper like bowling with the big balls. The the tiny balls don't do it for me. Oh, tiny bowling. Yeah. Well, which we, you and yeah. I have done tiny bowling. Yeah. 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 All right. Take some well, I'm glad. But I will say fries at a bowling alley always hit, though. They're good. I feel like bowling alley food is not good. Well, that's the thing is it's not good, but it but it is good. I see. Like you're not taking <laughs> someone to dinner at a bowling alley, but you'll have fries there. Mm. Bowl me a strike, daddy. <laughs> I feel like Rob well didn't Rob take Sophie to the I guess I was meeting up with friends I wasn't a date well yeah we'll get to that one but there's had a little bit more people involved in it yeah than these two so they do their bowling and while they're at bowling Gino says you know things have been crazy I want to take you somewhere fun and exciting where where's fun where would you say is a fun trip <laughs> she says Hawaii and then he immediately realizes the mistake he made, which is you let her say it. And now whatever you say is worse. He was like, I like my Hawaii with our budget. Like, no, Miami. How about Miami? We do a vacation in Miami. She's like, Gino, love it. This is my love language. He's like, oh, money is your love language. Like, No, <laughs> gifts, vacations, trips are my love language. I hope Gino is ready to move to Miami because that was such a mistake. Oh, like, she's not going to want to leave. Like you yes, gave her exactly. the best of both worlds, essentially, where uh, she'll feel more like it's Panama. And then she'll also feel like she's in the U.S. starting a life with you. Like this is heaven compared to like, cold Michigan. Miami of all places, like take her somewhere warm, but just for the love of God, like if you don't want to move to Miami, <laughs> don't take her to Miami because of course, of course she feels at home. Of course, like, of course. And look, I'm not saying there's anything wrong. They should move to Miami, whatever, be happy. But if Gino doesn't want them to move to Miami, then uh, he should, uh, well, <clears throat> he should not have taken her there. Yeah, well, this is saying. like Jibri and Miona where Jibri and Miona had like vacationed in LA and now they're moving into wherever he was with his family. It's like, of course, Miona wants to go to LA now. Like that's what she's, yeah accustomed to or what she is envisioning so yeah bit of a tactical error but ultimately it's very clear that he knows he's in a bit of a doghouse and wants to fix it so then we skip a month they're going to miami and they talk about how airports used to be depressing for them because they'd say their goodbyes and i definitely feel like this resonates yeah. with you and i we didn't yeah. like airports they were sad times at airports and specifically the montreal bus stop <laughs> oh the montreal bus stop has seen many apuya tears and liana tears let me tell you Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I will say the last time I was at the Montreal bus stop was when I went and did my, was it when I did my interview? Your visa interview? Yeah. It must have been. Yeah. So it was a good trip. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good trip. That was a yeah. good trip. That was a good trip. But then, yeah, many of the other ones were sad because we would essentially do weekends there 
and we'd get in at like what Friday evening and then we'd leave Sunday midday. So mm-hmm. it was a very sad short trip, sad trips uh, by the end, usually. Yeah. Should we go to Miami? I think we'd have fun in Miami. Okay, maybe we should go to Miami. Okay. I well, mean, again, it depends if you're going to... Str- we never finished the stripping at the airport conversation. Listen, but, uh, I'm very cognizant of airports. I always want it to be a smooth ride. So don't worry about me derobing at the airport. Or you could lather yourself in like Crisco and then it'll be super smooth because you'll just like shloop, slip right on through. <laughs> I don't... I fear I don't have as many uh, worries that Jasmine may have had because I think I'd be dressed appropriately. I guess if I'm coming from Michigan and it's very cold and I'm in a coat, then I would be changing. I, I don't know. She fully listened. They got to Miami. She stripped down to like, what, what would you call that? Like a bodysuit? Like active wear? Yeah. Yeah. I, I couldn't I look like a, a, a single piece, but I couldn't. Tell. I don't know what you call it. Though. It's like a, it's like a scrunchy outfit. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I've seen the description for this outfit before, but I don't know the the jargon. I think it was just patterned. Like it was just a patterned one piece. A patterned one with piece. With a cutout, yeah. With a cutout. Know. That's what we're calling it. Um, but no, she they're in Miami and she's immediately like a different energy, Jasmine, than what we've seen in in weeks. Where yeah. it's high energy, the weather's nice, they get in the cab and the and the cab driver says Spanish my first language most people here don't even speak English I do but not most people and she is loving life and they've not even gotten to the hotel yet yeah I mean uh, surprising no one like of course it's gorgeous it's beautiful it's sunny of course it's gonna remind her of Panama she's gonna feel right at home and she even said I'm like a cactus I have to soak up as much sun energy as she can so Mm -hmm, which I like that. I respect that. That is a good move, especially because then you got to go back to the cold. Yeah, exactly. So the the one last thing we see with them is she brings up that her son wrote a letter to her about how much he misses her. And also he said in the letter that he was sad. And she basically says, you have to promise me that once we get married, the number one priority is bringing my kids here. And he's like, yeah, well, that was always the, the what we said. But look, we're taking a step at a time. You're here now. That's huge already. And I was like, this none of this gives me confidence that he's go- he was like, we should probably work on it from now. And I thought you're not working on this. There's no way. I don't know. I kind of be- I kind of believe him to a certain extent. I, I do think that this is something that is again, like they. I don't know why, but like this season, they've really I've really like been like, yeah, they're going to make it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So I think plus Gino's not working anyway. Like, what's he doing apart from bowlings and having smacking people's butts? So like he's got plenty of time to work on the application. But I don't understand. I mean, I guess she doesn't have full custody. So when they say bring to the United States, I don't know if they necessarily mean move to the United States because you can apply for the K2 visa with the K1 visa, which is essentially like for a dependent. Mm-hmm. So well, it, I don't must know be, it must be something else. Maybe they applied for the K1 and then the custody stuff with the X, like they got progress done so maybe initially the kids were off the table but now they're on i don't know but what we do know is they're gonna work on them and i agree with you though i will say obviously i've watched Gio and jasmine for two seasons back to back now and they did work make up a lot of ground on their communication in the last season and you're very much seeing it play out here where Mm -hmm. there's been many situations here where if this was any other season jasmine would have left gino by now she hasn't Mm -hmm. and there's many situations where gino would have shut down by now 
which he still does, but he's doing better with. So I appreciate that from both of them. Yeah. Yep. 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 Yeah. Well, Liana, who would have thought it's you wanted the closet mom to be make an appearance here. We'll talk about them in a little bit, although it's time to meet a new couple, believe it or not. A couple that we have not seen on the show until this episode. And it is time to meet Sam and Citra, who have a very fascinating story. So Sam is from Missouri. He is 30 years old. And we initially see him. He's been sleeping in his car because he works two jobs, double shift. And it's easier for him to sleep in the car than it is to commute. And he works for an online retailer. Is it Amazon? Because the the vest was like that light blue Amazon look to it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think that he necessarily said per se, but it's like a stocking, like doc kind of worker situation. Yeah, well, he tells us that this is the job he has because there's no good options for him work-wise because of his past. When he was Mm -hmm. 15, he got addicted to pain meds, which made life hard for him. And he's basically struggled with that for a very, very long time. And that has kind of made employment hard but mm-hmm. if there's one person in his life that has accepted him for who he is and loves him for who he is it is citra who is 26 and from indonesia they met each other on the dating app three years ago and it took about a year before they fully got talking and closer and then he met her after two years of them chatting so about a year ago and uh it looked there seemed like a nice couple i, I like them just oh my god glance i'm so nervous for them i'm like really really cautiously optimistic because you know when you first meet the couple like of course there can be immediate red flags but you're kind of putting like best foot forward it's like the how you met story and you know obviously a hundred percent like respect him getting clean and sober like i know how hard that is and i'm like i think that that's really awesome if that's the case and um and obviously her story, like with her and her mom passing and, you know, like that was really tough for her. And then sort of getting to meet Sam and all of that and like them building their relationship. And clearly, like they've gotten along for yeah three years, as you said, they've been talking for three years. It's a long time. So it's not like a rush job necessarily. But then there's kind of all these little things that start to like creep in. Right. So her faith is important to her. Sam needs to convert to Islam. And like, I don't think he knows anything about it at um, all whatsoever. What I gave it away, Liana? I know, right? Well, is it the Yom that he thinks that Yom Kippur? <laughs> yeah. So first question mom had was, do they celebrate Christmas? I was like, oh, God, here we go. And then he's like, no, I don't think so. They got their own things. Like, um, I don't know. I'm not even sure about this one, but Yom Kippur. And I was like, oh, my God, that is a that is not. You're converting. He got, listen, he got a snazzy, nice little prayer mat, though, that she'll appreciate. Oh, my God. You know, it's so funny. Like, I know the bar is in hell when there's moments like that. I'm like, oh, my God, that's like the nicest thing. And it's like, no, like, that's what you should do when your partner is coming to live with you. Um, And the fact that, like, also the whole thing with his like her dad obviously he's a former police officer and like i think that ultimately like that relationship will actually probably be okay assuming that everything is above board but i am very curious to have like his family although i don't know how well they'll be able to communicate like his family meet her family because also like doesn't his dad like sorry his i'm using a lot of pronouns sam's dad 
believe in aliens or something. Yeah. So when we learn more about his family, as he's about to tell us that Citra is Muslim and would require him to convert to Islam to get married, we learn about his family's religious past or religious beliefs. And we find out that his mom side of the family is very much devote Christian, very much following the religion. He lives with his dad, however, who believes in aliens. And that is his huge belief is that the aliens are going to come and get him at some point. And he says, I'm atheist, but, you know, I have seen a UFO. So I feel like that could happen. I could see that. So very different schools of thought in this uh, about to be one happy family. Yeah. So that, of course, brings up like compatibility issues of okay, like, what do you guys talk about? Like, what do you have in common? Because I didn't necessarily get that yet. Like, what <laughs> they have in common. As far as I know, I yeah, I, 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 I can't even, like, I can't even tell you one thing that I think they have in common. Uh, they have love for each other, Liana. Yeah, no, and I'm I'm happy for them, and that's great and all that. But, like, you need more than that. I'm Maybe sorry. Maybe they like the same movies. Maybe, you know, because, like, you know, think about yeah. you, you and me. We have love for each other. We both like reality TV. And then yeah. we like some of the same yeah. music as well. We like sort of food, similar foods. So, yeah. yeah, we have we have more. I don't know why I'm comparing us with them. We're clearly way better. Yeah, but. we're digging on that uh, bowling fry. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, a little bowling date, little fries, no, no, little no, fries no, action. Course. Of course, look, 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 look. at the end of the day, like we just met them. OK, so we don't really know a lot of those things. And obviously they have a lot to cover when it comes to introducing Sam mm -hmm. and Citra and then talking about like his background, her background and all of that. Uh, but it just it feels like I'm already seeing so many issues with regards to the conversion, which seems to be a really big one. But then also talking about Sam and his like. I don't know, a arrest situation, not arrest. Yeah, let's dive whatever. into that part because that's going to probably be a longer segment and a little bit confusing, but I hear you have clarity to give us here. So when we see Sam in the next scene after we've kind of met everybody, we find out obviously that first of all, Citra's coming and then a couple days after Citra, her dad and her sisters are also coming for this wedding and we find this out at the family barbecue that Sam's brother Luke is throwing but he mm -hmm. tells them that you know he needs to talk to her about this situation that he finds himself in that was I'm not gonna lie to you very hard to follow so mm -hmm. Liana has done some research and can give us way more clarity so Liana do you mind setting it up and then also giving us the information you have sure yeah I was also confused about the situation. Um, so, okay. So this is what we're told on the show that as Puya mentioned, he was suffering with addiction at 22, got clean and sober. Although it does mention relapsed a few times. Uh, then fast forward to, I believe earlier this year, but essentially he, as a harm reduction tool, he was using Subox Suboxone. I think I'm saying that correctly. Uh, and so it's an opioid. So he was addicted to opioids. And so I guess it's a, it's a way a, a tool that can be used as, as I said, a harm reduction tool to sort of like help you treat your dependence on narcotics. Okay. So you need a prescription, right? And the issue was, is that he got pulled over. This is what we found out in the show. He got pulled over when he was traveling with a coworker and apparently the Suboxone was not in a prescription bottle. 
And so something happened. <laughs> and then, and again, I'm telling you what the show said, something happened. And then essentially he could go to jail, but he should have applied for this thing called the diversion program, which is a way to avoid jail time. But I guess he missed the application deadline. So it's really unclear, like if he has a court hearing coming up or like what exactly is going on. So naturally I turned to the Google and I did a little Google search. And I found out that according to jail records, Sam was arrested March 27, 2023. He was initially charged with a felony possession of cocaine, a felony possession of suboxone, and a misdemeanor possession of drug paraphernalia. So he posted bail and was released from jail the next day. Um, so that is what I know. It's a lot because my first thought was, how did you get the K-1 visa if you, you have these problems like these uh, problems with the with the police, you know, crime, because I feel like that would definitely make your application tough. But so it sounds like he was given this alternative. Uh, how would you call it? Like a, well, he said something specifically about it, where this diversion alternative where. Mm-hmm. If he applies for it, then he would have to, you know, submit to tests and stuff to prove that he's off it. And he missed the deadline to apply for this. So now he could be facing jail time. Right. So I again, that like what I listed out earlier was just what he was arrested for. I don't know what mm-hmm. actually like if anything went through, right? Charges can be dropped. Yes. So it might be a situation where like maybe they're pursuing some of this or not. I, I, I genuinely, I'm not a hundred percent sure on the situation, but obviously it seems like some pretty, you know, serious things, but mm-hmm. not too serious to deny the K one visa. Uh, yeah. But I have to imagine that he, maybe the parents co-signed on the application. So it wasn't just him which could be another way to sort of get around any of these issues. And mostly people use it for financial reasons, but you know, it, like he, he could also have used it for that or, or otherwise to just sort of be like, look, I'm not bringing this person. Other people are going to be responsible for the person that I'm bringing to the United States. So we'll see what ultimately ends up happening with that. I don't know. It's weird to introduce a couple so late into the season. So all, of course, my spidey senses are like, OK, what happens? Oh, my God, does she get kicked out of the country? But yeah, like. Do they go sideways or is another couple about to go sideways and we're making room with this new couple? I don't know is the honest answer. Obviously, yeah. Or like nothing comes from this and it's super boring and they get married and we move on. Like, okay. Exactly. Very speculative at best is what we've got right now because also we didn't see a lot else. We do see them meet up at the airport. So that's cute. We did like that. And yeah, again, I'm cautiously optimistic is putting because i think they really do like each other and i'm excited but obviously there seems to be a lot of big obstacles that'll be coming up number one being this conversion that i feel like he wants to do because he loves her but i don't think he has done any independent research on what it entails which typically when that happens uh issues will follow but also that her family is coming in to to see to see the wedding through as well and he keeps bringing up the fact that they have not slept together and that he what was the he said that it took the fear of her dad to keep it from happening so uh yeesh we'll see how that pans out for these two uh on the next time on 
we do see him talking about the whole probation jail time stuff. So we'll see how that plays out with Citra. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see how that plays out. And then we'll see. I mean, I'm hoping just more from them again. We Fingers just crossed. met them like half feel halfway or even more than halfway through the season, but I'm yeah. Mm. <clears throat> I'm a little nervous, but you know, we'll see. I hope for the best. Hoping for the best, fearing for the worst. That is how we have to do it with these 90-day couples. Now, we're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, we're going to talk about Nick and Devin. Stay with us. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right, Liana. It's time to talk about Nick and Devin, who obviously we saw them meet up for the first time on the show in Korea. Now they are in the States. They are about to go over to where they're going to be staying permanently. And that is at. Devin's family's house. So what have your thoughts been on Nick and Devin thus far? Okay, at first I was like, all right, this is cute. I like this. I'm into this. I'm I feel like they have success because when we first heard about like we first met them, a lot of it was from Nick's perspective, I think mainly because we were in Korea. Now it feels like it's shifting a little bit where we're getting more Devin perspective now that they have made it to the United States. 
So I like that. There's a some red flags with Nick, obviously, with the piggy nickname really seems to be the major thing. But other than that, everything seems to be genuinely OK with them, which is a shock. It does feel like we're making a mountain out of this one nickname, like the nickname held so much drama for them, but everything else seems OK. So let's get into it. They are getting to Arkansas, specifically Searcy is how you say it. Searcy, Searcy. The, the town. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Cersei. Yeah, so they're going there. That's where um, Devin lives with her parents and her sisters and her brother. So mm-hmm. full house move in for Nick, who is moving and is quickly realizing that, oh, I'm moving into a more remote location. You know, when you think of the U.S., you picture New York, and this is not like that. Literally, they're on the bridge. And mom says, yeah, enjoy these high rises because there's nothing after this. <laughs> there's no high rises where we're going. I know. <laughs> well, he got to see the Mississippi River, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And I will say their house is re- looks really nice, although there's a lot of people in there. Yeah, she takes him on a bit of a tour around town and he's like, what is this? Why is it called White County? <laughs> She's like, oh, what's the name of the yeah. county? You, you yeah, can look so it up. The Yeah, well. So there's okay. So the, the house situation that's like her brother, like sisters, brothers, the parents. It seems like six, maybe seven people in total, yeah. all living in the house together, which does look really nice, really big, uh, very social, like family oriented. Mm-hmm. You love that. Then the town itself, uh, yeah, White County, uh, very interesting. Also, they still have their Confederate soldier statues up, so that was a little bit like, okay. All right. Yeah, we're uh, we're in Arkansas for sure. <laughs> and Nick is terrified now. Yeah, Nick did not seem he was like, you know, even in Australia, like my my good friends were Korean and like in Korea, my friends are Korean. So having no one around like me, I feel like an outsider. And I definitely resonate with this. I definitely understand what he's feeling at this point. Um, being surrounded by, you know, being in a country where you're foreign and also feeling like an outsider because you don't see anybody like you is going to be a tough adjustment to make for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, for sure. I think that it happened. We we see it with a lot of the couple, like, I mean, 95% of the couples, right? Where, of course, you're coming in to a different environment. You are leaving everything that you've known, the place that you've lived. I think it's really natural to feel that way. Yeah, 100%. And then obviously having your immediate circle be your fiance's family can be good or bad depending on the perception but so then let's get into the first family outing liana where they have invited their friends kevin and michelle over to have a little fish fry Mm -hmm. okay so to me i've never heard of a fish fry but it was basically like a barbecue cookout type situation but with fish and chips which Mm -hmm. i would eat both um their fries look better than the bowling alleys i'll give them that as well (laughs) um So they're doing this and everything looks good. You know, he's getting involved. He's doing stuff. And that's nice. Then they ask him, hey, what do South Koreans think of Americans? What's the vibe? What's the the impression y'all get? And Mm -hmm. he's like, you know, greasy food and fat people. And I thought, my God, like you could have said, first of all, you could have said this way better. Second of all, you could have said a billion other things that movies and TV may show us. And that could have been a better first impression than yeah, we think you're all, you know, you eat grease and you're fat. And then um, they were like, oh, you know, sometimes it's like easy, more accessible. He's like, yeah, well, you know, Devin gets fast food all the time for lunch. 
No wonder you're piggy. And this is when the piggy nickname comes up again and people clearly feel uncomfortable. They don't know how to, how to go about it. And my whole thing with Nick is this. She clearly didn't like this nickname when you essentially forced it on her by saying it until she said, okay, fine. It's a term of endearment. I feel like there are infinite number of nicknames you could have used infinite. And then especially my other thing is even if let's say both of you were okay with it, you know what the outside connotations are going to be like. Don't use it around people. Simple as. I mean, to me, I don't, I don't really care about what the other people's perception is of the nickname. For me, it was more the fact that Devin's still clearly not okay with this. Like to skip ahead a little bit when Nick and Devin are, or uh, Nick and Devin's dad are going to clean his boat or whatever and have a a man to man conversation. (laughs) And Devin's dad brings up like, look, I, you know, I don't like this. And the explanation that Nick gives is like, yeah, well, she didn't like it at first, but now she's used to it. And it's like, bruh, she's desensitized (laughs) to it because like you wouldn't stop. Like, so bad. Yeah, exactly. That to me is the bigger issue. I mean, whatever the like, if she's okay with it, that's what matters. But she's obviously not okay with it. And it makes her uncomfortable. And she's clearly, to me, has voiced it to some of the family before for everyone to have this reaction when it comes up. Mm-hmm. Uh, because clearly they know something that we didn't have in our forefront until later on. But mm-hmm. then when dad does have the one-on-one man-to-man mono mono conversation, um, he, he brings up the piggy nickname and... Nick lets out what dad also said could have just been a nervous laugh reaction as a, yeah, that's a red flag if it's not a nervous reaction. It's just him la- laughing it off. Cause it's a pretty serious thing to me. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and that's the, the thing is like, if, but if Nick doesn't think that it's a serious situation that of like, of course he's going to kind of react that way, which seems to be the situation, but it's yeah, not, not something to laugh about. Yeah, so then we do see a focus on on the uh, on uh, sorry Devin and her mom and sisters. So they her dress she gets a custom dress from Korea that she was getting because they they wanted to have some semblance of a Korean tradition here at this mm-hmm. otherwise very non Korean wedding. And she likes the dress, but it's got gold highlights on it, and she hates the color gold. She does not like that there's gold on it. So they said, okay, we'll look and see if we can get the top redone. But for now, let's go look at some backup dresses. So they go to a place called the prom. It, was, it said prom superstore. I didn't know if this was like a prom dress only place or if it was just the name of the brand was prom superstore. I don't think that that matters. You can buy wedding dresses at a prom store. Well, I mean, the like, I, it depends. You can get Marisa's wedding. My sister's wedding dress was, I don't remember where she got that, but it was purple. But that I means it seems like they had white wedding dresses. Like Which is what confused me more. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay, they do this. Okay, cool. Um, so yeah, we see that scene and there was not a lot here outside of Devin clearly having some, uh, some kind of like not being willing to talk about the dresses, it felt like. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I okay. So she, what we're learning about Devin is that she seems like she's very seems very introverted and seems to not be so overt when it comes to expressing her emotions. Like even when she's saying she hates gold, it's that still feels like very reserved. It's not like mm-hmm. super over the top. Except I'm like 
I'm pretty sure she was wearing gold earrings when she said that. Because I remember my brain clocked. I was like, hmm. Okay. Maybe she just doesn't <laughs> like gold for the wedding. Okay, dress. Let's let's make that assumption. And again, the whole like, oh, how did you not know it was gold? I mean, I don't know what site she ordered it from, but if you're trying to do things on the cheap and you're going to order something maybe in the fast fashion category, you're not 100% sure exactly what that thing is going to look like when it shows up. Okay, so maybe that's why and, you know, is didn't think that it was gold and she originally ordered it. Anyway, so then I understand the mom wanting to shop for a backup dress mm-hmm. because the mom is essentially trying to foresee a problem and then suggests this solution but clearly Devin is just not into it doesn't mm-hmm. really care and seems upset which was a, which was really funny when the the shop woman keeper person came out and was like I think she's a little upset she's mm-hmm. kind of crying <laughs> That was so funny. It was so shit. Like she's like kind of having a meltdown. I feel like you should There's have some her. emotion there. Yeah, just go to the third door in the back. <laughs> like, yeah, you'll hear the sobs. <laughs> follow the tears. Yeah. So it seems to me like the next episode we're gonna see them is the wedding day. So we're gonna see what the dress looks like. I don't think there's gonna be any drama here. I think it's all gonna be fine, and the wedding's gonna go on without a problem. I 100% agree with that. There we go. So then let's move on to a couple that seems to have nothing but problems. And it's Clayton and Anna Lee now. Liana, you've been waiting to talk about this girl for a long time. Give me all your immediate first thoughts you had when you finally got to bear eyes on this couple. Again, what does this couple have in common? And we, like, they both like llamas, I guess? No, Maybe? not even. The, the, he doesn't even know that llamas are not really where she lives so uh, yeah but it was oh my gosh her confessional about being i i feel like i'm a couple hours from home yeah <laughs> i don't know why that made me laugh so much but it really did i thought that was great i mean all right okay so a few things to to break down with mm-hmm. them uh again big fan of closet mom totally here for closet mom <laughs> would never in a million years want to live in that apartment uh, Same. from the combination of closet mom to all of the stuff in general Annalie and- says this is a place for one person and we are three people and f- what, four pets or six pets like, there's a lot of a lot of bodies living in this little space yes and again we've talked about the idea you come somewhere you've never been before you're moving away from everything that you've known and then i can't imagine coming into a situation like this especially when clearly this is not the way that she prefers to live and mm-hmm. you and i have personal experience with when you mo- merge two households together and people have different ways of keeping their household that that can create a lot of conflict and then oh, to yeah. add on top of that obviously the mother is present as well which doesn't really help things and then on top of that they seemingly have nothing in common and Clayton won't shut up about the fact that he's not getting laid. And also, oh I heard God. way too much about their poops for my own personal. <laughs> uh, yeah, life. he spends, she's like, you spend like an hour in the bathroom at a time. He's like, oh, it's about 45 minutes. And my thought was just, please say you're like on TikTok or something, you know, like do a self report where you tell me you're on your phone. Because otherwise, that is a concern and you should probably see someone about it. Yes, actually, though, that's like, <laughs> Med- medically you need sort of to laughing matter if you're not yeah. on your phone like yeah. 
If it's oh actually taking you that long to complete a bowel movement, then there's something wrong with your digestive system and you probably should eat more fiber, first of all. But yeah, yikes. Ugh, like, no wonder she doesn't want to have sex with him. Yeah, well, <laughs> he then says, you know, after they saw the llamas and the and the goats, he then makes the comment about how he had more action from the goats than he has with her since she's been here, which I thought was awkward. And then he said, I'm going to give Annalie a taste of home so that maybe I get lucky tonight. And he takes her to a restaurant that serves Peruvian cuisine to maybe get the get the mood set, Liana. <laughs> I just. It's this. Okay. I don't know Clayton's background, but I have like dealt with men like this. Not to gen, not all men, like, you know, but look, <laughs> is, are these men on the call right now, <laughs> right now, before you go any further? <laughs> no. Okay. The, the idea of understanding why, what, what, why do you think she doesn't want to have sex with you? Right. Mm -hmm. Like, did we ever consider maybe asking that question that it's not a guarantee and she doesn't, you don't, she does not owe you sex. She does no. not owe you her body. So in what universe do you feel like this is something that should be like your God given right to have? It, to me, my biggest issue is that he's just not like, just ask directly instead of making side jokes. And then, making side quests that do not like he's making a quest where he's like and at the end if it all goes well this is the reward how you've not talked about this to me the minute you booked a hotel room and you didn't end up having intimate time then is when you start a conversation because at that point maybe your assumption was okay yeah the walls are thin at our house we're living in such a tight space but if after that that wasn't the issue talk be like hey so I've noticed we've not really been intimate. Is something going on? Are you having, you know, reservations? Like, I want to understand you better. And yeah, exactly. That's, see, not, not the men on this call. Mm -mm. Yeah, you're right. That's right. Not all, not all <laughs> men on this call. <laughs> Doth protest right. too much. <laughs> no, I mean, you're 100% correct, yeah. right? I mean, that's a convert. Like, clearly, if this is a departure from what their normal sex life is, then that's time for a conversation. Exactly what Puya said. Like, hey, this is what I noticed. Oh, is there anything that we can talk about? Right? Like, you're not mm -hmm. making, you're not claiming that. Um, I don't understand why you're not effing me. Like, I deserve blah 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 blah. Or trying to like set her up, or trying to put her in these situations and make these awkward comments. Which oh my god, I'm on of episode. Oh my 10, god. Too, like, Oh my gosh, no wonder. No wonder. I would leave the double date if my date was like, yeah, I'm going to get a virgin drink because I'm practically a virgin ever since this one arrived because we're not doing it. Like, uh, check, please. I'm leaving. Yeah, you should get a virgin drink because Shirley Temples are delicious. <laughs> mm -hmm. That should be your, your one and only the reason. Only reason. <laughs> you don't need more reasons. Stop talking. Yeah. So, okay. Okay, so I think we start noticing and seeing potentially why she's kind of been turned off to him a little bit. And we learn, similar to Brandon and Mary on the other way, Clayton spends time at work, and then he spends a lot of time playing games and just being on his computer. He be on that computer a whole lot. And she's like, I feel like I came here to live with a nerd. And also, he has no social life, right? He's been very content with being at the computer and doing all the socializing there, which... I understand that some people don't understand, uh, don't recognize or don't 
really see as being the same as maintaining relationships in person. I will be and I'll make an argument of it that, Mm -hmm. you know, as someone who moved from Dubai at 19 and had to then keep in touch with his family digitally, keep in touch with his friend from home digitally and now have moved to a different country than where I was for university for almost a decade. This is something that has become an active part of my life, socializing online Mm -hmm. and in person. And obviously you need both. I think a healthy mix of both helps. Yeah. Um, but being online, your best friend has been your best friend that you've known for over a decade and you've not met yet. I feel like I can understand why she thinks the, where are we going? What are we doing? Because again, we got to remember, Annalie made her way, it made her way all the way here to live in this tiny apartment with you, your mom, your pets, and you are spending your time on a computer as opposed to with her. And also... She's like having a clean stuff. And then your mom's like, ah, you know, that's that's Annalisa. I was waiting to see if she would pick it up first. Like it's already seeming contentious in your home as well. So when you drown that noise away by throwing on headphones and playing Fortnite with your buddies. <laughs> yeah, I can see why then she doesn't want to quote reward that with with sex. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. I OK, so the thing is, is that he my guess is World of Warcraft. Uh, my guess was wow based on what we learned. MMORPG makes more sense to me. Yeah, I think I think it's definitely some kind of MMORPG. Again, mm-hmm. my, my guess is Warcraft, but and which I actually I have no problem with. I completely agree with Puya. I think that you can have in you can have complex and great relationships that are built online. And the fact that he's never met his best friend in person, I actually take no fault with that. I see no issue in that. I I go back to that what like you're you're okay you're you're ignoring her to do this that's clearly mm-hmm. an issue and then also she, more importantly she's the type of person who wants to go out and do things yes. and has no network here to do that and it seems like you're not making an effort to do that because you I mean, unfortunately, he doesn't seem to have a social network in person. So the best that they can do is go kiss some llamas and because there's no like human beings. I will say I appreciated the fact that they were talking about the trip. I, I believe it was Annalie who suggested it, that they go to San Diego and see Clayton's friends. I'm happy that they're actually going through with that because hopefully that will fulfill for her a, a piece of, you know, of, 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 I don't know, whatever. She'll be happier because of it. What I just, again, fail to understand is like, what did you guys talk about before, like when you were apart? Because if he's spending all this time playing video games, did like what but what like, what do you guys have in common right well that's the thing where for example when you and i were long distance we would talk on the phone hang out then you'd go to sleep and i'd play some fifa you know that kind of was my my time but now when you're together in a space because i would say that i like being social in person i would say i don't have a network to do so in our current residence, our current city, but we've not really had these issues because, and I think the big part is we have communicated and we know what the other needs and we know how we can help each other. And these two aren't communicating because he's not actively communicating when she said, she's the one who's like, okay, I thought it'd be fun for us to go hang out with your friend, Cameron, go visit him. And then you can ask him to be your best man. 
And he's like, I don't know. I hope it's fine in person because like it might be an issue. I was like, you've been friends for 13 years. It'll be fine in person. I don't think it's going to get awkward. No. <laughs> Little did I know he's going to make it awkward with his loud personal uh. blabber. <laughs> his loud personal stories. Yeah. I, but like, again, we have video games in common. Like that's a, a shared hobby. We do. We have, di- we play different genres, but we respect the video games. We get it. Yeah, and we I mean we've played some together, but we also understand that it's like, oh okay, yeah, you're going to play some FIFA and I'm going to play whatever farming sim I'm into at the you're moment. You're going to cozy game and it's cool. Yeah, I'm going to cozy game it up, baby. And yeah. and but that 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 is like that's a common theme for us. It's not like you enjoy going out and I don't like we're both kind of homebodies and we have that in common and that's like the way that we want to build our lives. So I just maybe she isn't like like that and it's just she wants mm-hmm. to do it every once in a while, not like all the time. And this might end up being fine and not that big a deal. Well, and I think the other part, again, this is very speculative because we're not seeing a lot from them. But I feel like and when Clayton does do the thing of like, let's go out and do a thing, he makes it this grand gesture that should result in sex (laughs) when it doesn't. He shuts down and he's playing video games. No, I mean, I don't think she's asking for a lot here. I think she's just a little concerned about their future. Because she's like, well, if we get married and then this is our forever, I don't know if this is the forever I'm okay with. Because um, mm-hmm. again, I don't think she has the shared interest in the gaming here. Uh, she wants to have a little bit of more of an active social lifestyle, which he doesn't seem to be interested in. So let's wait and see what that double date looks like next week. Yeah, I agree. Okay, well, then let's move on to Ashley and Manuel, who I think end the episodes in a very good place. But my God, have I just been so not interested in their story for so long now? What have your (laughs) thoughts been on Ashley and Manuel? Well, we didn't get much from them in these, I guess, maybe just one episode. I don't think they were in the second episode, but I just I just don't think he cares for her in any way. (laughs) So now I think here's the thing. I think he does care for her. I think he doesn't care for some of the things she's into and some of the beliefs she may have. And he feels like she should care about the stuff he cares about, but not, but he doesn't have to care about the stuff she cares about. I guess so. I, he just, maybe like, maybe just, he is like whatever resting bitch faces, but it's this resting Manuel face where he's just kind of like, looks kind of over it the whole time because that's sort of the sense that I get. But look, they have a great sex life. So, <laughs> Eat your heart out, Clayton. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you jelly. Yeah. So th- they kind of solve their problems by by being intimate. Is kind of what we've been told, and it's very easy to see where they're going wrong. Otherwise, because obviously the last time we had seen them, they were on a double date of their own with their friend with uh, Ashley's friend Solly and Alicia, and he stormed out. He left. He went back home, and then she goes home, and he's watching football, and she's trying to talk to him. And he's not listening. And then he says, listen, you can talk about your life with your friends all you want, but don't talk about my life. And I think the biggest obstacle I see for Manuel is that he feels like the people around him are more privileged than he is. Mm -hmm. And they don't understand the needs he has or the desires he has to, you know, support his family and to care about them. And he feels like it's unfair the way he's being judged by her friends, which I agree. I think the friends were judging him a little too hard. 
and not yeah. quite understanding where he was coming from. There is absolutely nothing wrong with wanting to support your family in any sense mm-hmm. of the word. I think a lot of the issues came from the fact that he didn't explain that that was going to be a requirement. Because he doesn't share his problems. And that was the big issue yes. they had and why they had to go exactly. to therapy. Yes, yeah. which he also didn't seem to be a big fan of either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, It took the beach to open him up. Nature's therapist. The ocean. <laughs> the ocean. What? Oh my gosh. That was the other thing. This is so freaking nitpicky. But they walk up and she's like, oh yeah, it's the finger lakes. She called it four says, different things. It's <laughs> yeah. She said the Finger Lakes, and I was like, "Really?" They went down to the Finger Lakes, and then she was like, "Oh, it's Lake Ontario." And I was like, "Okay, so is it the Finger Lakes?" I mean, I assume it's Lake Ontario, but that, is it, is it the beach? Is it the ocean? Like, I swear, I heard four different descriptors for this. So, like, I need you to, yeah, I need you to. You're you're well, you're teaching him. Be be accurate, Liana. We talked about bowling alley fries. We talked about a fish fry. You want to go to Rochester this weekend and get a garbage plate with me? I'm not going to lie. I was kind of intrigued. I was intrigued by the garbage plate. One, because it's called a garbage plate. And two, it contained meat and potatoes, which did sound very interesting to me. If I can get some fiber and make you eat some vegetables, then I I agree (laughs) we can go. Okay. Well, you want to hear. So I looked it up because this is a, a pretty big deal. Um, okay. the garbage plate by the sounds of it. So okay. a traditional garbage plate is your choice of cheeseburger, hamburger, white or red hots, aka hot dogs. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh Italian sausage, chicken, or grilled cheese. So all of this was an or. You get to pick between okay. burger, hot dog, grilled cheese, chicken, or Italian sausage, served <laughs> on top of any combination of home fries, French fries, baked beans, and slash or macaroni salad. And then it's topped with uh, Rochester saw meat hot sauce. Did they? Interesting. Okay. Do they do cheese curds at all or no? Not that I saw. That would make it okay. that's poutine territory. Then we're yeah, talking something different. Um, it's also traditionally served with a side of buttered bread. Wow. Uh, you're going to be like, uh, what's his name? Clayton after that. What a mess. <laughs> with phone or without phone oh, without phone maybe <laughs> yeah yeah on some menus it is called the rochester plate a trash plate or simply a plate um, i feel uh, like plate. yeah I'll, I'll take the plate please <laughs> <laughs> give me the cheeseburger uh the, the cheeseburger macaroni salad plate today it is a lot it sounds like a lot and clearly Manuel's not understanding what this is. And when she's like, go put some ketchup on it and then proceeded to put so much ketchup on the top of this already big plate. I thought, well, that's a lot because again, on paper, all of these sound good. I will say the name of the dish is probably my biggest. No, thank you. Yeah. What what, you would a thousand percent eat that. Oh, I would. Listen, I would. I don't think I'd finish it, but also I'm saying the term garbage plate doesn't do it for me. You know what I mean? Because it's like when you're out eating fast food, you're not ever thinking I'm making a healthy choice. You know, you're making a dirty choice. Mm -hmm. I don't need it to also mock me by being like, what'd you eat tonight? You had a garbage plate. (laughs) I think it's part of the charm. I like it. Okay. Well, garbage plate. I'm going to take you. I'm going to take you. We're going to go to Rochester. Rochester. We're going to have a garbage plate. 
We're going to do our research. <laughs> All right. It sounds good. Can we go in the summer, not in the winter, though? <laughs> it's going to be so cold. I don't want to go in the winter. But I feel like this plate would be great for the winter. Yeah. I'm not going to lie, Leon. I'm looking at it. It looks very overwhelming. Really? Like the photos of it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Let me. Yeah, we'll, think about it. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll mull it over and we'll see if this is a thing we're going to do. How about that? Okay. Um, here, I'm going to share a screen with you real quick. Okay. With this garbage plate. I don't know. I can't even tell what everything is. It just looks like a mishmash of beige food. Yeah, it's the oh, macaroni. So like, oh, the macaroni, the fries. Ooh, okay. Yeah. I don't know. See, it doesn't look as good on this picture in particular. Yeah. Um, but it's one of those things where I'm like, I assume the combination tastes good. Uh, I would hope so. I, I mean, think it's, so. it's like fat and carbohydrates. Of course, it's going to be delicious. Exactly. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, put it in the in the planner. Rochester, New York. Garbage plate date. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lock it down. Locking it down. You heard it here first, audience. Okay. So they have their meal. And then they at the meal, they're talking about their marriage plan. So they have talked about wanting to go to Florida to get married. And then when she starts looking at ticket prices, he immediately shuts down about it because it's a lot more money. And Ashley then says to us that, you know, this is going to be a moment we're going to remember for the rest of our lives. I'm fine going into debt for something that we can look back at and enjoy together. Uh huh. What are your thoughts on this statement? I don't know. What do you think about it? I don't know if I'd be willing to go in debt for for the wedding. Yeah. On a personal. Um, but I think the bigger obstacle for Manuel is, again, I feel like Manuel is coming in with looking at money different. And I remember feeling this way because when I first moved to Canada, I definitely had this where everything I was converting everything back to Durham's into mm-hmm. money for UAE money. And I remember thinking, okay, so like every three and a half dirhams ish is a dollar. And that, that would have been dollar US. Dollar Canadian was different at the time too. So mm-hmm. I converted everything. So even like a, a bottle of soda was double, triple the price of what it would be in the UAE. And I remember it took a long time for me to come to terms with that conversion. Now I don't even think about it. I'm like, mm-hmm. I want it. I get it if I want it. Um, but I feel like for him, the added value of converting all the prices, realizing how expensive everything is, and also on the back of his head, on top of that, thinking about, okay, how much money can I send to my family? It can't be an easy conversation ever. It's going to take a long time before he's used to this, uh, this money stuff. Mm, yeah, I, uh, okay. I'm, I'm like collecting all my thoughts about this because I feel like there's a bunch of different tangents that I could go off on about this. One, obviously, when you are, making decisions together as a couple you are making these joint decisions because you've chosen to interweave woven wiveled your lives together and part of that is of course financial decisions so he has competing priorities with what she has in terms of the way that they spend their money and so i think that that's a, a big reason why this is the issue then another on top of that there's this other issue of like okay well you know, is this something that they potentially need to help support the relationship? And like, maybe it is worth going into debt for, which also is a personal choice. Like I 
per- my personal choice was I will I try to avoid all debt as much as possible and that it would include a situation like this. I I could never in my own mind unless there were really really good reasons to do so justify going into debt for a wedding. Again, my personal preference, everybody mm-hmm. else is different. But Again, I think it just ultimately like I'm still drawn back to the idea that this is just two competing priorities. Like, of course, yeah. we're going to have differences with this. Yeah. I mean, it's also factoring in, for example, go like spending a lot on a wedding, but one person's family can't be there. Then are they going to be as willing to go and like to spend that much money on a wedding that their family's not going to be there for? So it's a lot of you know different obstacles to think about but basically just they got to the plane ticket and he's like nah <laughs> like i'm out it's like six hundred dollars combined no because he's like well you mm-hmm. said 250 and she's like yeah that's per person and then taxes and and both of us round trip he was like all right no so then when they get to the finger lake slash lake ontario slash beach slash ocean they mm-hmm. finally talk and he says the florida wedding's too expensive for him He's been supporting his family since he was 13. They count on him. So he definitely, this is something he's going to be doing the rest of his life. And, you know, he has to provide for them. He has to help them out. And then she says, well, how about we send them a hundred now? And then after the wedding is done, we can figure out how much we're going to send them more frequently. And Mm -hmm. after this, it's like they unlocked everything. And to Manuel, I say, talking helps, man, because you seemed a lot lighter after this conversation. It felt nice, right? Oh, wow. You actually talked about the issues. Shocking. (laughs) Funny how that works. Hmm? Hmm? Hmm. (laughs) All right, Liana, let's move on over to Nikki and Igor, a.k.a. Justin, because we got a lot from them this episode. But also, I feel like a lot of nothing from them this episode, it felt like. Yeah, I actually agree with that. It's so funny because I feel like I wrote down a lot of notes, but in terms of the actual content that we got, it just feels like, you know, very much the same issues. It's our Clayton Annalee story, but in reverse, where, you know, Nikki, it's it, like it all seems to just go back to this. I mean, obviously, <clears throat> we have a little bit of a different vibe with them kind of at the end of of their content. But it's this issue with Nikki really wants sex. Igor doesn't want to have sex. Issues. Issues, problems. Yeah, drama. So the whole thing with them. So first of all, they're at a winery. And they this is the one of two wineries they go to during these two episodes. And, you know, he talks about how, you know, if she behaves, maybe we can have sex a second time. <laughs> and they end up doing talking drinking having a good time whatever and he says to him uh, he says for him that if nikki fights with him or they argue it takes him a few steps back which is something gino has said before where when jasmine is demanding sex or they're arguing he's a lot less likely to perform or want to perform so yada yada fast forward they end up having sex for a second time liana but it wasn't as Nikki would have wanted it. Mm-hmm. Right. It was uh, like 3 a.m. He just kind of woke up and in the. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I guess it's like he was horny and himself. Nikki wasn't horny kind of situation where Nikki wanted it to be like more of a moment, whereas she felt like it was kind of, first of all, on his terms of, oh, so now you want to have sex. We got to have sex at three in the morning. It wasn't special. There was no buildup. And I feel like that 
kind of took Nikki out of it. So Nikki didn't quite feel as satisfied with number two either. Yeah. Yep. And so then they, you know, they talk a little bit about it. I will say one thing is at least they're very vocal <laughs> about their needs, not that they're handling it in the best way possible in terms of actually mm-hmm. like getting to the root of the issue. And I, I wonder if a lot of that comes from what what I deem to be some of Nikki's insecurities about herself and about the relationship. Mm-hmm. But then we find out the thing about how I guess he never posted her on his social media. And that's like another thing that's bothering her about the situation, which again, I goes back to what I was saying about the insecurities. I mean, Mm -hmm. he changes it, I think, in their when they're there to engage. So obviously this was like maybe just something he didn't think about or didn't like consider or anything like that. But it's just another hang up that kind of Mm -hmm. is a barrier in their relationship. Yeah, they talked about all this um, after they were making this dough with cottage cheese as the filling. So do you want that to be our appetizer for the trash plate or no? Oh, I, that actually that looked good. Again, more carbs and fats. So I thought you didn't like cottage cheese, though. Oh, it was cottage cheese. Yes. Oh, ew, gross. Burn it. Throw wow, it the that's I so it was a disrespectful. Kind of cheese. I don't like cottage cheese. Cottage cheese is disgusting. I'm sorry. It's so you. Do- I thought you loved it. Okay. All right. Yeah. Do you do you even know me? Should we go on 90 Day Fiance? Because clearly you have no idea that I asked. That would be our drama is me lying and joking about not knowing something and then it becoming a fight. Oh my gosh. Could you imagine? No, our fight is that you bought cottage cheese. And I'm like, I can't believe that you brought this into our household where I sleep. <laughs> oh my god. It's a prank. It's a prank, I swear. Ew. Uh so then, okay, so then we go to, let's just jump into the second wine uh, winery. They go to wine tasting and we meet Rohan, the hospitality manager there. And Rohan was cracking me up, Liana. He was talking about in confessional about how like, yeah, you know, I like this people, it's common that people get a little drunk or tipsy at these things. And then by the seventh wine, they're not really listening to me. I felt like these two by the second wine, they were not listening to Rohan. Rohan was just there to watch them PDA. Yeah, poor Rohan. I, I I do feel bad for him. It also mm-hmm. gives me a little bit of insight too when we do the cousins wine tasting, what my uncle must feel like. With all oh my of us God. By the third wine, I genuinely think we're all just looking at him and we know he's talking, but I don't know how much we're retaining as a family. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's also like all, all I'm focused on is the cheese and the cured meats. Like that's yeah. I'm like, <laughs> are we? We're low on. on cheese on our plate. Can we reach <laughs> out and grab the plate at the middle of the table? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's different maneuvers. Yes. Um, so they end up having these drinks, and then they wake up very hungover the next day. There, there's a lot of food talk I'm noticing on this recap here, but they have this spread of food out. And he's she's uh, Nikki says, what is that food? And he says, mouse meat, I think. She's like, what? He's like, no, I think it's like a beef. She's like, what? He's like, I think it's pork. Like, okay, so do you know what meat it is? And why did you say mouse meat? What does that mean? Mm-hmm. The uh, I mean, I didn't I, I assume that was a joke, especially because he's so. very jokey. Yes. Okay. But things become a lot less jokey in a second here. Where again, Nikki brings up the conversation of of sex and says, you know, should we just be friends? Because if you're not going to have sex with me, might as well be friends. He's like, you know, there's this thing as friends with benefits, which I think, again, was him trying to joke his way out of it. Mm -hmm. And it gets very serious because 
Nikki grabs onto this and says, so what do you, you've had friends that you've just had sex with? This is a thing you've done? He's like, yeah. Nikki's like, yeah, like when? He's like, listen, after the ring, we've made a promise. And that's my promise to shake. After the ring, we applied for the K-1 visa at this date. So you're telling me from that date to this point, you have been having sex with people and everything goes completely sideways because then he makes a comment, Liana. And I mm-hmm. don't know if he was joking or not. Genuinely couldn't tell. He's like, this is better than masturbating. Yeah, I don't know. I can't about, tell anymore. I can't tell. Yeah, I can't, I can't tell anymore. Was he being sincere I, or not? I don't know. Right. I In the moment, I think I thought it was serious because obviously she was very, ups- like, very clearly upset. So, but again, that's also, it seems like how he handles a lot of things yeah uh, conflict uh indeed so for me again this is like a big thing of expectations Mm -hmm. and i also think goes into what i'm making up is nikki's insecurity because i think it's like he was sleeping with other women she feels used but the thing is is like it it was and she even talks about this it was never discussed but she phrases it as never discussed being in an open relationship but for me then i'm like looking at it from the other side of like did igor think what like we just we just don't have a good idea of like how exactly how serious and how committed they were to each other i mean clearly from nikki's perspective she seems very committed to moving the relationship forward maybe igor not so much and it sort of took the ring situation for him to really be like look i'm committing to this and that can be tough i think with long distance relationships i mean you and i had that experience too where it's like we were trying to figure out okay like what when are you officially dating? Because you're long distance. So mm-hmm. you're not going on dates. You're just like hanging out and spending a lot of time together and like talking a lot. And that it makes it a little bit more of a gray area in terms of like setting define, unless you have that conversation of setting like, yes, we are in a relationship. We are, we are exclusive with one another. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, again, the biggest thing with 90 day fiance is communication will solve literally 90% of the show. And a lot of these couples they bring on do not have the capabilities to even do that. So with these two specifically, it's very clear that Nikki feels a lack of intimacy that they had no issues with before, right? Cause mm-hmm. this is their second try at this relationship. And now is trying to see what has changed. Has he changed or has the is it me is it because now he knows i'm trans that things have changed and in this moment pretty much finds an answer for herself which is oh it's because he's been getting sex from other people that's what's changed that's what makes this different and now she's storming off completely she's trying to leave he's like it's in the it was in the past that's not a thing and let's create our future she's she's like absolutely not she feels betrayed she feels taken advantage of and obviously she's like bankrolled some of his uh you know financial problems that he's had so none of this feels good for nikki either we don't even see them on the next time on so they're gonna get a week off i don't know what to make of where they're going i just can't imagine it's a good place yeah i can't either in this situation he doesn't feel like he messed up obviously she doesn't feel like she messed Mm -hmm. up so it just i don't really know exactly where I yeah I just don't I just don't see them ending up together maybe maybe they'll prove me wrong but Mm -hmm. I just don't see it well Liana we're up to our final couple here 
Okay. It is the saga, the continuous saga of Rob and Sophie. So Rob and Sophie end up going on their own bowling date, like we alluded to earlier. They're meeting up with Rob's friends, Ty and Tarai. I love this segment for one thing and one thing only, because Tarai brings up, hey, you've been going through my guy's phone. What's that about? Like, is that a good thing in a relationship? And then Sophie proceeds to tell them the full story. Well, you know, he online cheated and he did all this stuff. And for me, I'm trying to like, in, you know, trust him again and seeing his phone will help me get there. And this is where Tarai realizes, oh, wow, you did not tell us that you did that. You did not tell us that you cheated with somebody. And they got mad at him because Tarai said, I'm forming an opinion based on unfair information, incomplete mm-hmm. information. And I loved that they switched up on him and are backing Sophie now. Oh, me too. The And it felt almost an immediate about face where as yeah. soon as Sophie started talking about the actual truth of the situation, because they like Ty came in. I think was it Ty, the one who said the line? It was like, so you've been going through Rob's phone. It, like you, you, the tone of his voice, you can tell it's like, so you've been doing something bad. And <laughs> immediately you're like, Rob, that's so messed up. You can't do that. I, I mean, clearly Rob didn't tell his friends the whole story and isn't happy that now they know the truth, which is also a red flag from Rob. If he's describing a situation that is not accurate at all, really it seems to what had happened so i agree with you i was happy that they put him in his place i'm very happy about it as well uh then we get to the next scene and sophie calls her friend maya who's in the uk and fills her in on everything that happened with rob including the the recheat that he did and then maya says well have you brought up that you're bi yet has that come up and obviously this was the segue to She's going to bring it up to him. It's just a matter of when. So on the 60 days left to wed, one month mark, they're about to go ring shopping today to buy wedding bands. And this is where she decides that she wants to tell him something. And after holding back some tears or letting some tears out, ultimately she opens up to him and tells him that she's bisexual. And I genuinely don't think anyone could have handled it worse or done worse with this information than what Rob did. Oh my gosh. I am. I hate him so much Mm -hmm. and hate strong word. And I use it on purpose because I just have so many issues with the way that he takes her coming out to him for one clearly like she's having anxiety about the situation this is something that she feels uncomfortable talking about and he already doesn't kind of give that body energy or the body language of like oh no it's okay like you can like recognizing this is going to be a sensitive Mm -hmm. subject and then he goes on to have the reaction of essentially using it to like justify cheating that oh I I don't even understand what she's trying to tell me. It's like, bro, she's telling you what she's telling you. She's telling you that like, hey, look, this is something about myself that I really want you to know. And it's really hard for me. It's something that I've been coming to terms with. It's something that I didn't even recognize in myself. But now I'm realizing is a real thing. And I want to live open and embrace who I am and everything about me. And this is something that I'm realizing is a part of myself. That's what she's trying to communicate. And she just wants you to love her and tell her that it is okay. Instead, 
he has this whole reaction of thinking that just because you're bisexual also means that you're going to then go and cheat and not be monogamous, which is in no way the same thing. It's like, that's the thing that I never, I like, I will never get over these certain situations where it's like, just because someone comes out as bi or pan or whatever, that they're attracted to multiple different types of people. That is no different than someone being straight. Like it's legitimately no different if you're in a relationship because they are committing to monogamy with you, assuming that that is what you have agreed upon, that it is monogamous. It doesn't matter who they're attracted to at all whatsoever. Just, oh, so frustrating. Oh, it is absolutely frustrating. Like This was so irritating to me because it felt like because she had cried a little bit before she said anything, he immediately took it as whatever she's going to tell me is like bad. Right. And then when she says that she's bisexual, he's immediately trying to make it about himself and be like, so why was she so afraid to tell me it's because she's been looking at other people. So, and then now he's getting holier than thou because he's thinking, wow, you reprimanded me for this when you've been looking at other women this whole time. And then he asks and, and, you know, he says, so have you slept with a woman? Have you been with a woman? He's like, no, I've never dated a woman, another woman. And he's like, so then what happens in five to 10 years if you end up deciding you want to do that? And she's like, yeah, I do. I'm okay with sleeping with other women, but we're getting married. So I'm not doing that, which I think is the most clear way to say, I am attracted to women, yes, but I am not cheating on you. She even says it. She's like, if I was to ever want something like that, I would talk to you. I would not hide it from you. And we see him, I think it was either at the end of the episode or the next time on where he's saying that, I mean, if you get to sleep with someone, then I get to sleep with someone. He just doesn't understand it. And it's just infuriating to even talk about, to be honest. But that's what I'm saying. Just because, oh my gosh. Like, okay, for example, sexual like understanding your own sexuality has is is independent from the act of having sex you can be a Mm -hmm. virgin and recognize that you're straight right like it's not you can be a virgin and right it's not like the sex is tied into the Mm -hmm. sexuality i mean obviously of course like it's natural that you would think that there is overlap but those two things can coexist separately like she can feel that way and be committed in a monogamous relationship to a man. Like, that's the whole point is that it's, yeah, just Rob's whole, the, like every single thing out of this guy's mouth after her coming out, I just wanted to slap his face. And then the fact that with the whole ring shopping, like fiasco of it all. Oof. Oh my gosh. I would have dumped that man on the spot. I, the whole thing keeping their marriage together is the fact that she knows that if she leaves, it's done because they'd have to go through the entire process and like over two years worth it. Leave. Honestly, leave. You need the two years because this is not doing either of you any good. It's not doing me any good. And I'm over Rob. Rob can kick rocks. Like I do not care for Rob at all. Um, And just the, the way he behaved at that store was so childish, so immature. They walk in for rings and already they talked about how like they don't have a big budget for rings. She had said five K's. Absolutely not. But the, he goes and he's like, I want the cheapest rings. Give me the cheap ass rings. I don't want anything expensive. And then he's like, we got white gold. We have these. He's like, give me cheap gold. I want cheap gold. And uh, he shows her uh, them a ring. He's like, he's this is about a thousand. He said, absolutely not. I need you to show me the cheapest rings you have. And it was so uncomfortable. He then proceeds to overshare with the jeweler. jeweler. 
I have no no sympathy for Rob. Mm-hmm. The the really awkward moment is when she's telling the ring like he or he is telling the ring guy like oh yeah like I just found out today she's telling me all these things and it's like she, she you had the honor sir of having her come out to you like that's something can, that can be very personal and very private for people and the fact that she she wanted to share that with you and you know like well, I, ugh, I just can't like cannot compute. Rob the knob, a hundred percent. I'm on Sophie's mom's team. Like we are, we are anti-Rob all the way. You know what? Like, just oh yeah. I'm sorry. He just Ooh. really bothers me. Uh, big same. But that does mean we are done with this podcast, Liana. Uh, is there any other things you wanted to say about this cast? No. <laughs> okay. Perfect. Well, that was thank a lot you of so emotional much. energy for me. So I'm I mean, good. <laughs> it was a lot. So I can't blame you. I'm also having the same feelings. Let the people know where can they find you. What are the projects you have going on, Liana? Thank you so much for giving us your time as well. Yeah, of course. So we're doing double duty on the Mass Singer this week. So that is a thing that's happening. We're going to cover both Group B and Group C finales together uh, as our sick households uh, recovers and then i the bb of course is going on oh and lego masters this week is the finale of lego masters i'm super excited so marisa and i are actually going to try to record early and get that out uh as early as we can to cover the last batch of lego masters episodes there we go thank you so much liana y'all can of course find me on twitter at please me find me on twitch which should be slash that's where i am when i'm not podcasting so come through say hi always appreciate it we finished up traders canada last week but if you haven't finished the show or you were looking for the eggs interviews they're all available up on the feed and on youtube so you can check those out i was on the premiere episode recap for reindeer games so far so good a lot of fun if you check that out and like liana said we'll be back with doubleheader mass singer this week for now we have arrived at our destination here on the hot mess express thank you so much for giving us your time this week i hope you enjoyed this podcast i'll be back with y'all next week but until then take care have a good one bye how many days are you gonna wait before it's tired and knocked down how many days is it gonna take Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18+. Plus. Okay, round 2. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.